Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Now, I am aware you are looking at my shoes, and uh, <laughs> I, will get that, I will get to that in a moment. That will make more sense. But before I do that, I just want to ask you uh, to do a couple of things. Now, this may be the only time you're ever asked to do this, but I want you to get out your smartphone. If you have a smartphone, we're going to need that uh, in a moment. Don't worry, I'm not going to get you to do a cringy Christian thing like, hey, stop and text somebody to watch right now. It's okay. If you want to do that, you can do that as well, but that's not what I'm going to do. And uh, if you are new here, I do, <laughs> Pastor Ed's saying it's a good idea, you can do that in Jesus' name. Uh, but the other thing I want to do is if you are new here, I do want to welcome you. But I also want to tell you, hey, we're not expecting anything from you. Okay, but I do want to let you know on the onset, if you are new, if you're new to this whole Christianity thing, you're new to this whole church thing, I do want you to know on the onset what I do believe. And what I do believe is that you're here for a reason. Okay, that you're not here by accident. How do I know that? Because I look back at my journey where it started 15 years ago in the same position as you are, if you're new. And looking back across the journey and looking how I got there, it was no accident as I look back. God had a plan. God loves you. God knows you're here. And what I want to offer to you and, and ask you to consider uh, thoughtfully is at the end, I'm going to give you an opportunity just to know more, just to take that next step. And when that comes, I want you to, to consider thoughtfully, hey, is that for me? And I'd love and, and, and consider it privileged to lead you through a simple prayer, simple conversation to God to start you on that journey to get to know more for what God has in your life. Is that cool? And the second thing I need you to know is that there's nothing supernatural about this building without you. Okay, this is just the warehouse. And if you weren't here, it would just be a warehouse. And you're going to love this transition because I can tell you it's just the warehouse because sometimes I come here, uh, not very often now because I've got small children, I don't get here early before everybody else. But sometimes I get here, or sometimes I'm here late at night, that still does happen. Uh, and I'm the only one in the building. And I want to tell you, when I'm the only one in the building, this is just a warehouse. And uh, a funny thought, and this is where the word came from, which I'm going to speak to you today, but a couple of weeks ago, I did arrive early, and I was the first person in the building, and instantly when I walked in through this door, because he comes through the side door, it was all pitch black in this building, um, I knew something was different, okay? I knew it was either a youth meeting that happened the night before, or a women's ministry meeting, because it was a mess uh, in this place. <laughs> it's an old youth pastor joke, when I used to get blamed for things breaking, I was like, Pastor Jared, I swear, oh, Graham, I swear, it's the uh, this women's ministry, it wasn't us. Uh, but I knew things were out of place, okay, so I knew I couldn't just walk in the dark like I usually did. I knew that I had to be a bit more cautious when I was walking through the auditorium. And as I was walking through the auditorium, God spoke to me so clearly, and I want to share with you tonight the revelations I got from walking through a dark auditorium. Can we do that? Oh, here we go. You know, the first thing uh, I realized is walking through this dark auditorium is whenever you're in a dark place, your mind begins to wander or, or wonder like what is out there, particularly in a church building. I know I'm a pastor. I don't watch horror movies, but often horror movies resemble around a church because you like, you know, you begin to think all sorts of things. Hey, what's in the corner? Um, so your mind, your mind begins to wonder, what's ahead of me? I can't see what's happening. And, and God gave me this revelation. You know, sometimes in life we can find ourselves in a dark situation where we begin to question ourselves, okay, what's just around the corner? 
Okay, or I can't see where I'm going, or I can't see the final destination. Come on, somebody. Come on. I, I can bet, I, I believe you right now, that no one saw what's happened in 2020. Okay, I bet you no one knew that this was going to happen, except if you were the director of that movie Contagion or, or a Doomsday Prepper. Maybe you would have seen this coming, but I, I, I guarantee you wouldn't have known what was happening in 2020. The lights are already coming down in preparation, but not yet. Just hold off. We're going to have a bit of fun tonight. You know, sometimes in life we're going, okay, what, what is happening ahead? What is going to happen? And when I was in this moment, when I was in this dark moment, this scripture popped to my head, Psalm 119, 105, and it's been a scripture that's often uh, been something I live by, and it says, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light on my path. Come on, because it's 2020. I realized in my pocket, as all of us do, we have a torch in our pocket. I whipped out my torch. I began to shine the torch of where I was going, and instantly I had a ring, like a lamp of light. I could see this, the immediate destination before me. I want to encourage you in this scripture, when it talks about the word, it's not talking about the scripture, okay? Because when this was written, there was not the scripture, okay? When they talk about the word, it's this Hebrew word, which is dabar. Everyone say dabar. My little... Uh, my little five-month-old boy already says this, which is amazing. Da ba 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 da ba. Um, but this word, this word, <laughs> he's he's a spiritual kid. But this word, this word daba literally means it's a living word. Okay, it's a it's a prophetic word. It's a word that's alive. It's a word that has attachment to it. So it's saying that this living word. Come on, I'm getting somewhere. This living word, this word that is attached to movement, this word that is attached to a moment, is a lamp to your feet. And a light to your path. Ooh, I feel it. The anointing is here. I want to speak to you tonight on the title, Jesus, the Waymaker. Jesus, the Waymaker. Now, I've got a few points for you, like I said, from this dark auditorium. And the lights are going to come down just for some dramatic effect, just so you can get about the people around you. But as I was walking in this auditorium, if you can bring the house lights down as we arranged and I gave you the script twice. <laughs> nah, I love these guys. These are awesome. These guys are awesome. But it was a bit like this. Okay, I couldn't see much. I can't even see you now. This is really awkward. I hope you're out there. Please don't leave. But I had my iPhone torch, and I, and I had this lamp as I described. But what I realized is I could only see a few meters in front of me. I could only see just what was basically just in my near vicinity. I knew that there were still obstacles ahead, and I wanted to see it. Come on, I wanted to know the whole picture. I wanted to know the whole destination, but in fact, I couldn't see the destination. All I could see was what was in front of me. And when God talks about this verse, he's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He's not saying, hey, I'm going to be like sunlight. I'm going to illuminate the whole picture for you. I'm going to tell you the end from the beginning. I'm going to give you the whole picture. Come on, sometimes don't we just wish God would do that? Maybe you're not a Christian in this place. Maybe you come to church or maybe you've been a few times and you said, God, if you just revealed to me what was in my future, God, if you just told me everything, if I could know, if I could figure it out intellectually, then I would follow you. I want to tell you, friend, that's never going to happen. In fact, I began to realize, as it says in the scripture, and I was walking through this dark auditorium, I could only see a little bit of where I was going. And as I look back at my life following God, these 15 years following Jesus, 
you know, I began to realize, I began to imagine, what if God showed me that in 15 years' time I would be speaking in a dark auditorium with bright shoes on the cusp of going to Melbourne to plan a church as a dreadlocked first time into church building, I tell you, I would have done a 180 and walked out of the building because I was not ready to receive or to know what God had for me. I began to imagine, come on, I began to imagine as a broken 21-year-old who hadn't seen marriage or family done well, if God began to show me that I would have a wife that I would love and two children that I'd be a good father to, it would freak me out and I'd be saying, no, that is not true. But God began to show me what I needed in that time. God's saying, this is what you needed to know now, and this is what you need to see what's happening. Just take one step at a time. I'll show you what you need to see as you progress. That's the first thing that God, revelation, gave to me. The second thing I realized is as I was walking through this dark auditorium, I knew there was dangers all around me. Come on, youth ministry. I could sense that there was unwrapped power cords somewhere in the distance, my mind began to wander that there was probably weird creatures in the corner hurtling towards me. <laughs> there was chairs that were not stacked correctly over in the area, but you know what? I couldn't see them. I didn't even know they were there. In fact, the second revelation God gave me is, hey, if you were only aware of what I was protecting you from just outside your field of vision, hey, you would be amazed. I began to, 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 to say to God, I began, because this is my understanding, like, this is how I want to work. I want to be like, God, show me the problems. Show me the issues and I'll solve them or I'll avoid them. But the reality is God is like, you don't need to know everything that is going on. You don't need to know everything I'm fixing. You don't need to know every life that I'm working in. You just focus where I've got you and I'll show you where you need to go when you need to go there. That was my second revelation. Third revelation that I had was the longer that I stayed there, the more I began to see. My eyes began to adjust to the situation. You know what I've realized with the Christian walk? It's not knowing about the final destination or necessarily knowing where you're going or waiting for God to tell you. It's just making sure you keep moving. It's making sure you keep taking those steps. It's making sure you keep staying and being comfortable in what God has given you. And eventually, your eyes will begin to adjust. And you begin to see and be able to discern when God feels you're ready more of what God has for you. I often look at my senior pastor, Pastor Jared. And in the early years, I still do it now. In the early years, I used to be just amazed about how can this man do what he's doing? How can this man travel, be a great father, lead a great church, all this sort of stuff? I couldn't see, I couldn't comprehend it because my, my mind and my, my spiritual eyes hadn't been adjusted to that experience yet. And I still do that. I still look at people who have been in this darkness or been walking this journey God, with God for longer than I have. And you need to understand, you need to be able to look to those people because they can see more than you can see. As my leaders, I always trust those who God has put over me because I know they can see things more than what I can see because sometimes they've been in the same situation longer than I have been in Jesus' name. Little tip, practical tip. You ready? I've been waiting a long time to be able to use this practical tip, so I'm just going to fit it in because <laughs> this, is, this has revolutionized my nightlife. 
Okay. You can raise your hands, but I won't see it. But by a show of hands. Has anyone at nighttime, you know, you need to get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, but you don't want to wake up anybody in the house? Yeah, can we all get a, uh uh-huh? You know, and usually when you wake up, your eyes are pretty well adjusted because you've been asleep for a long time if you haven't been on Instagram or, you know, scanning through your phone. And you can actually walk to the bathroom with a fair bit of ease because it's like, oh, this is, this is pretty good. And then you go to the bathroom, you do your business, whatever you have to do there. I'm not going to assume. But then, because you've turned the light on, as soon as you turn the light off, you can't see again. And you're like, I've got to walk back to the bedroom with either my phone light and potentially my light will affect everybody else in the room. Oh, I'm getting somewhere. So here's the practical tip. What I've learned a long time ago is that when you turn the light on, close one eye. This is gold. And trust me, when you do this, you're going to think of this message. Is that when you close one eye, so you do your business with the light on, and then when you turn the light off, you open the other eye. And the good thing is, that eye can still see in the dark. If you don't remember anything, I guarantee you remember that. But here's where I'm going to flip it on you. And this is for the Christians out there. So if you're not a Christian, I love to do this. Just look at your Christian friend who brought you and just cross your arms and smug at them. Is that when I was doing this many years ago, And I was closing one eye because I didn't want to affect anybody with my light when I was coming back because I couldn't see in the dark. God said to me, he said, if you want your light to affect nobody, have one eye in the darkness and have one eye in the light. So let's just move right along from there. We just got to make sure. (laughs) Okay, you got to have, if you have, as a Christian, if one eye is in the light, half of you is in the light, but the other eye is in the darkness, be prepared to not be able to shine your light and affect anybody. Okay, what you're doing is you're saying to yourself, I don't want my light to radiate. I don't want to affect anybody as I head head about my life, head about my journey. God really said to me, hey, in this moment, both eyes have got to be in the light. But when you go to the bathroom, close one eye, it's a good tip for you. But this will help you remember this fact, okay, in Jesus' name. So you walk in this journey. I began to realize, hey, look, I'm, I'm okay. And, and as, as I've gone on this life with God, this is something you'd never expected to hear from a pastor when you came to church, is the more and the longer I follow Jesus, is the more I realize I don't know anything. And I'm okay with that. In fact, I've become to realize that that's exactly where God needs me to be. Come on, we sang about it, that even though I don't see you, you're working. Even though I don't feel you, uh, you're working. That's a declaration, but that's something I've come to learn over the years that, hey, I've got to be comfortable with I don't know what God is doing. And I'm okay, but I know God is doing something. Yeah. Proverbs 3, 5 says this. I've messed you up a little bit in the order, but Proverbs 3, 5, 3, verse 5 says this. It says, trust in the Lord with, it, with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Verse 6 says, if you have it, they don't. And I can't see them if you give me a thumbs up. But it says, <laughs> yeah, and commit everything you do to him and he will make your path straight. 
in Jesus' name. I got there in the end. So being comfortable in the dark, allowing your eyes to adjust. That was the, the next revelation uh, that I had. But this is something else I was thinking as I was walking in the dark. And this is where I, I need your help. But, you know, one thing I know about light is light is attractive. Come on, even on this stage, we usually have buzz and lights everywhere and all this sort of stuff. But I'm believing that you've had complete focus on me the whole time because I'm the only one in the light. And what's just happened right now is the house lights have come down even more. And if you're sitting on the end of a row and you've got your phone out, what I want you to do is I want you to turn your light on real quick. Just on the end of the rows. Just end of the rows. If you're not on the end of the row, don't turn your light on. Fantastic. If we can bring my light up as well, that'd be great. Just my spotlight. Just on me. Awesome. I want you to notice what just happened as soon as everybody turned the light on on the end of the row. I don't know about you, but instantly I can look right now. People are just drawn to the light. People begin looking at the light. When there's a dark situation and there's a light, instantly you're drawn to the light. I want to encourage you. Come on. When you're living with the light of God within you, come on, you become attractive to those who are around you. Come on, Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16 says this. It says, but he said to me, come on, this is Jesus speaking. He says, your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place instead? Come on, it is placed where everyone in the house can benefit from the light. So don't hide your light, people. Let it shine brightly before others so that these commendable things you do will shine as light upon them, and then they will give the praise to your Father in heaven. Come on, we're meant to be the light of the world. I'm getting to the end, but band, don't come yet. Keep your lights on. Don't worry about your battery. You can charge it in just a moment. Is The next thing I realized about light is that you know, sometimes when you're the only one with the light, it can be lonely. And it's also encouraging when other people with light walk into your journey. Because what I realized that when you begin to have multiple single lights, it can change the whole atmosphere in a room. When you have more than one single light, come on, I'm getting somewhere, it can change the whole atmosphere in a city. Come on, when big people begin to shine their light like we read in that scripture and begin to shine it bright on a hilltop, those individual lights can begin to change a nation. Sometimes we feel lonely with our only light. And what I want to do, encourage you, a little practical tip is don't allow anyone who's not carrying a light to come along the journey with you. Because they often try to, they often come out of the dark. Hey, can I join you? You've got a light that looks awesome. But what you need to do is you need to find others that are carrying a light. You need to find others that are carrying a light because two lights in a journey makes that journey so much better. Sometimes you need to find someone who's got a brighter light. Come on, who's someone who's been in the game for a bit longer, someone with a brighter torch. Hey, can you show me the way? Come on, the Bible is filled with these scriptures. Come on, Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25, it says, Consider ways we can spur others on to love and good deeds, and do not neglect meeting together as some in the habit of doing. Come on, Proverbs 27 verse 17, it says, as iron sharpens iron, 
so one person sharpens another. Come on, Matthew 18, verse 20. It says, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. Come on, Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. It says, two are better than one because they get a greater return for their work. So what I want you to do, everybody in the row, if you've got a smartphone, what I want you to do is I want you to flick your light on. I want you to see what happens in this building as we all begin to shine our light. Come on, this is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. Come on, we don't need no electricity, solar power. Come on, everyone is, woo, now we're having church. Come on, the light is bright. Come on, this is awesome. They shine it in their eyes. If you're okay with your battery percentage, I want, for the rest of my message, I want you to keep it like this. And we can have the light back on me as well because they won't be able to see me. And this has been live streamed to Pastor Sue at home. Hey, Pastor Sue. It's not your TV set. But as we shine our light together, it begins to affect the atmosphere in the whole room. We begin to change a nation as those who are willing to shine their light brightly. And I want to close on this, and I want to finish on this, and this is the crux of my message. This is the, the landing point. This is the landing strip. This is the revelation that rocked my socks off. Because we can ask, what is this light then? Because the scripture we read at the very beginning, Psalm 119 verse 105, it says, the word is a light. It doesn't say the word has a light. It doesn't say this living word has a light. It says that this word is a light. It is a word, it is living, and it is a word, and it is light. The disciple John, the apostle John, he wrote in his book, John verse 1, this interesting, John 1 to, verse 1 to 5, he says this, it's, a, it's almost like a limerick, it's almost like a poem, but it, it has some truths in there. It says this, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And get this. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. Come on, we sang it. And the darkness has not overcome it. Where am I going? Where am I going? It goes down into John verse 1 verse 14. And he says this. And that word became flesh. Come on, this living Word, this, this Word that brings light in the darkness, this living Word that is the light, not has a light, became flesh and dwelled among us. Friends, I want to tell you, this light, it is not a thing. This light is a person and His name is Jesus Christ. I'm not finished. John 8 verse 12, He says this, And then Jesus said, I am the light to the world. And those who embrace me will experience, get this, life-giving light. And they will never walk in darkness. Friend, I want to encourage you. The light I'm talking about, the light, the revelation that, that God gave me as I was walking through this dark room, this light that has illuminated my life, this light that has sent me on a journey, this light that has sent me in a direction, this light that has brought me my family, this light that has given me the opportunity to do great things for people, to do great things for God, is Jesus Christ. And friend, my call to you, as we look around this no longer not so dimly lit room, is that light is available to you tonight.
right here, right now. It's not a torch, but it's a light that can live within us. And all we have to do is invite Him in. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.